Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, I Am Healed, from the sermon series, I Am Healed. We're glad you're here. We've seen mass shootings of innocent lives taken away. Days after Sandy Hook, where 21st graders and six staff members were murdered, I sat on my couch and cried for days as if I knew each victim. Recently, we have seen shootings in Uvalde, where 22 people died in Buffalo, where 10 black people who were only going to the grocery store to pick up some items was murdered at the hands of a racist. South Carolina, where black people were in church, praying to their God and allow the individual to come and be with them in Bible study. And the moment they close their eyes to pray, pulls out a gun and begins to kill nine people there. African Americans have been defined as a resilient group of people. But what happens when the strong becomes weak? I don't know about you, but seeing these events and the news have weighed heavy on my mind. To watch so many young black lives snatched at the hands of police officers increased my mental distress. Sandra Brent Bland, Mike Brown, Breonna Taylor, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Eric Garner, George Floyd, and the one that hurts me the most, Tamir Rice. 12-year-old boy playing in the park by himself with a play gun is killed by police officers and no one is charged. For the last two years, we all have experienced some form of mental distress due to COVID-19. Initially, the fear of breathing shared air with others caused a high level of anxiety for us. Over a million people in the U.S. have died because of this virus. The way we fellowship has changed. Uh, uh, Loved ones have died from COVID and other reasons, but we have not been able to grieve properly because for many, only 10 people were able to be at the funeral. We've been through some stuff. Watching the news each day became discouraging and heartbreaking, causing us all to experience some form of mental trauma. We have seen others endure, but many of us have had our own mental battles. We struggle with grief and anxiety and depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and other forms of mental anguish that presents no way of escape. Many in this church, I've walked through the trauma in which they face with dysfunctional families, individuals who have lived through childhood molestation that has caused them to become broken adults seeking mental healing. We have those who live in poverty trying to make ends meet and wondering will they have a place to stay from month to month, matter of fact, from day to day. Being poor should be listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders because poor people live on the margins sometimes with limited hope that things will get better. Life has dealt us all with traumatic experiences 
that has caused high level of emotional, psychological, and physical distress that temporarily disrupts our ability to function normally in our day-to-day -day lives. And if it does not go away, my brothers and sisters, that means we are in a mental crisis. According to BetterHealth.com, traumatic events cause us to have um, intrusive thoughts about the event and our minds are constantly on, on what happened. We are confused and disorientated, feeling emotionally numb as if we're in the state of shock, becoming upset with what has happened, very stressed and anxious. These reactions are normal and in most cases they subside as a part of the body's natural healing and recovery process over the next few weeks. And often when enduring these traumatic events, going through these mental crises and feeling this mental pain, we wonder, can we ever be healed? I want to tell you today, my brothers and sisters, that there is healing for you. And I want you to affirm, I want to affirm you today uh, from the text, from the Bible today, I am healed. I know you asked the question, preacher, how can you say I am healed? I am healed because, number one, I have acknowledged my pain. I have acknowledged my pain. It, it, it's, it's, it is by human nature that we shy away from suffering. Few, if any of us, would consider that our suffering would save other people. We are unable to see past our pain while we are enduring our suffering. Yet, this is precisely what Jesus did for us. In full obedience to the will of God, the Father, Jesus made this voluntary choice to suffer for the sins of others and to find his reward in providing peace and healing for all of humanity. Here in this text, the prophet Isaiah prophesies to the children of Israel about the coming of Christ. He is painting a picture of a suffering servant for the sake of all people. He tells them that there is coming a man who will appear from out of nowhere. But when you see him, you will desire him. He will be despised and rejected. He will be acquainted with sorrow and grief. He would carry your grief and your pain. You would think that he would have been afflicted by God. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Isaiah is informing the people that Jesus is going to actually be wounded and bruised for the sins of humanity. This was not some spiritual wounding or some bruise or bruising, but Jesus would actually experience extreme pain. He would be literally pierced and tormented. He would be crushed with suffering both inwardly and outwardly. While Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, he goes to pray because of how he was feeling, his emotional, mental stress in which he was enduring. Y'all not feeling me today. I'm talking about your Jesus right now. He, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says to his disciples, uh, he, he lets them know that my soul is sorrowful, even to the point of death. 
These are the words of Jesus in the Bible says he threw himself to the ground and he began to pray to God to call off the mission. God, if it be your will, I wish I had a witness, let this cup pass from me. This is our Christ. This is our Savior. This is our Lord. But we do not have a high priest who has not felt what we feel. I wish I had a witness. We do not have a Savior who has not gone through what we have endured. We do not have a God that does not understand depression and, and, and isolation and rejection. We have a God who understands all of the emotions that we have endured and that what we have gone through. Jesus acknowledges his pain. He said, I'm so sick of this. I'm sorrowful. I'm in pain. I'm in agony that I can't even die right now. Read the Bible, read the Gospels, you will see that it took Jesus multiple times to pray. And it wasn't until the final time where he says, not my will, but thy will be done. Y'all not feeling me in this place. This is Jesus. He's going through mental distress. He's enduring some pain. And he's not afraid to acknowledge his pain. shows us that we can be vulnerable even with the people we're leading. It displays that even when we are feeling our worst prayer is still the best answer to what we're going through. Because it, it, even if Jesus had to pray, what about us? I believe that many people would never seek healing if they never acknowledged their pain. I wish I had a witness. Jesus acknowledges how he feels, which gives us the courage to not be ashamed and say, I'm grieving the loss of my loved one. I, it would give us the courage to not be afraid that this pain, it seems unbearable. He gives us the courage that we can say, I thought we would be together forever. And I, I had dreams, but my dreams were cut short. And now it seems as if I'm living a nightmare. It's, Jesus shows us that it's all right to tell someone that you're hearing voices in your head. It's all right to tell someone I have mood swings and sometimes my behavior is unbearable. It's all right to tell someone that some days I don't even want to get off the couch. I just want to sit sit still and do nothing. I wish I had a witness here. I feel exhausted and no energy to do anything. I'm anxious. I'm reminded of the troubles of my life and I'm going through. Jesus shows us it's alright when we experience these sleepless nights, these wandering, these feelings in our chest of this anxiety where we can't breathe. Jesus is telling us it's alright to admit it or acknowledge it to someone. Don't struggle by yourself. Help us today, God. Jesus is wounded. He's bruised for our transgressions and our iniquities. And he acknowledges his pain. I hurt right now. I'm sorrowful. I'm in a pit of agony and I feel like I'm at the point of death already. God, take this cup from me. 
It's all right for us to acknowledge our pain because even though Jesus was wounded and bruised, God sent angels to strengthen him and allow him to accomplish the mission to save humanity. God is willing to send us angels today. I wish I had a witness. He's here willing to send us some angels and sometimes that angel is a family member or a friend that just send you a text message and tell you they love you. Sometimes that's a hug from a church member when you walk through the door feeling down and depressed and you haven't felt no warm embrace from anyone all week but you hug somebody and God has sent you an angel to encourage you. Sometimes it's that therapist that you can talk to and tell them about what you're going through. God sends angels. I don't know about you, but I like what the hypnologist said. All day and all night, I've got angels watching over me. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. We see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane acknowledging his pain. And before we can ever pursue healing, we must first tell ourselves what we're going through. I know you say, I, 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 this is not an alcohol addiction. I just drink every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But you're drunk. All week long. This not addiction. I, I I just go to the casino every every now and again. But 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 you you keep missing your bills and you keep getting evicted from place to place because you keep wasting your money uh, and uh, and onto an addiction. You you you. I know you say this, this is not depression. I, I just get sad sometimes and I don't know why. I, I, it's uncontrollable crying. I don't know what's going on. If you you need to see somebody. You must acknowledge your pain. Not only must you acknowledge your pain, but you must attain your own peace. You must attain your own peace. In the text, we are encouraged because Jesus has captured peace for us. He's captured peace for us uh, by being chastised for our sake. The word chastise in Hebrew, it means the connection, the correction inflicted by a parent on a child who has a, a, a who, uh, I'm sorry, by a parent on a child for their good. Correction inflicted by a parent on the child for their good. Parents offer strict punishments. Amen. When a child has disobeyed or disrespected them, in that moment the child doesn't understand the chastisement is not to hurt them, but to give them peace later on in life. It's many of us who can testify that we are who we are today because our parents chastised us. Because chastisement reminds you of your wrong and prevents you from committing the same actions that you get chastised for in the first place. 
But Jesus did nothing. And he was still chastised. Now, my children um, are often tortured by the lectures in which I give them for their chastisement. I believe sometimes they will rather take a rod than words. My mother um, method of chastisement was not the same as mine. Don't tell her I told y'all, amen. I remember one summer day, my cousin and I, we, we thought it was a good idea to go on a stilling spree. We go to two corner stores at the 7-Eleven and we steal candy and snacks. Amen. Get home, somehow, my brother is eating the snacks in front of my mother. My mother knew she hadn't given us any money. It wasn't the first of the month, so we didn't have any books of food stamps. Y'all not feeling me in this place. But my brother, he wasn't with me on the stilling spree, but he enjoyed the fruits of my labor. But, 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 but when my mother questioned him, he often had a slick mouth. And because of his response, my mother never gets to me, she chastised him. I wish I had a witness here. She, 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 she didn't know my brother wasn't involved, but because he angered her so much, I just watched as he was chastised. My peace came from his chastisement. My comfort came because of his pain. I wish I had a witness. My wrong was covered because of his sacrifice. This is what Isaiah is saying. Jesus is going to go through some things, not because he needed to be reminded of what to do right, but because we would never learn how to do right. I wish I had a witness. So in order for us to have peace with God, Jesus was just out. Y'all not shouting long enough, loud enough for that. In order for us to have peace with God, Jesus was chastised. He endured so much uh, for my peace. I wish I had a witness. He went through too much for my peace. And for many of us, we struggle because it seems as if peace has abandoned us. Peace seems to have expired. But, but can I tell you, the Bible guarantees peace through Jesus, but we must obtain it for ourselves. You just don't get peace. You have to work for peace. I wish I had a witness here. Y'all don't believe me. I got Bible to back up what I'm saying. The Bible says he'll keep you in a perfect peace. But you have to keep your mind. I wish I had a witness. Stay on him. That, that means there's some work required for your peace. You just don't get it, but you got to get in his word. You got to know who he is. You 
for your peace. Y'all still don't believe me. I got Bibles to back up what I'm saying. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. I wish I had a witness here. In everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Indeed, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart in your mind. But first, you can't be anxious. You can't worry about it. You can't worry about it. I wish I had a witness. You just got to make your request known unto God with supplication. And then he said, when you pray about it, Make sure you praise about it. I wish I had it too. When you pray, put some praise with it. And when you pray with some praise, I'll give you peace that'll stand God on your mind and on your heart. Have I got a witness here that when the enemy try to come in, peace will be on God. I wish I had a witness. When the enemy try to destroy you, peace will be on God. When a loved one pass away, peace will be on God. Because peace is not the absence of trouble, but peace is the confidence in God in the midst of trouble. Y'all still don't believe me. Let me help you with this real fast. Jesus is on the boat. He's at the bottom of the boat. The disciples are going through a storm. And while they are in the storm, they're trying to get the water out of the boat. And they could not get the water out of the boat. So somebody said, go get Jesus. Somebody said, hey, we done tried all we know to try. Go get Jesus. And they got Jesus. Jesus came to the top of the boat and he shouted, peace. Yes, sir. Beastie. You gotta go get your peace. I know, I know people say you gotta protect your peace. But peace does the protecting. You gotta attain your peace. Keep your mind on him. Keep praying. Keep praising. Keep thanking him and watch God give you peace that surpasses all understanding. What does that mean? What does that mean? That, that, that means when, when you're going through, people wondering how they still standing when the storm came and knocked the whole house down. I wish I had a witness. But you're still standing with your hands up. I wish I had a witness. Uh, you lost your job, you lost your child, you lost your husband, you've you, 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 you been diagnosed with cancer, you've been diagnosed with other diseases, but you're still in church, you still got your clothes on, you still give God praise, you still can lift your hand, you've been waiting for a healing, but it still has not come, you've been waiting for a deliverance, and God still has not showed up, but you can testify, I have peace. But I'm still, I still have peace. I wish I had a witness here. I have some flashback moments, but I still have peace. 
Yeah, yeah, I have some depressing days, uh, but I still have peace because when I went to the scale, I, 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 put, I put my good days on one side and I put my bad days on the other side. And when I looked at the scale, I noticed my good days still outweigh my bad days. Have I got a witness here? I gotta finish. I am healed. I'm healed. I acknowledge my pain. I'm healed. I obtained my own peace. You can't give me peace. Drugs and alcohol can't give me peace. Wish I had a witness in mama, daddy, sister, brother. They can't give me peace. They make him give a temporary relief. But I need an eternal peace that only Jesus can provide. He was chastised for my peace. Finally, when I'm finished, if I'm going to testify I am healed, I must accept my healing. I must accept my healing. I am I know, I know, I know. That's the affirmation of today. I am healed. I know, I know. I, I, that's not something I normally do. God, He puts me here. That's not something, no. I, I, I'm not on that naming and claiming and calling and all it, gathering and grabbing, reaching and getting. I'm not about all of that. But, but, but I, I'm about what the text says. I am healed. Y'all not feeling it today. He said he, he, he was bruised. And wounded. The chastisement was upon him, but by his stripes we are healed. This scripture is speaking to the sickness of sin. In this sin sickness, it prevents us from entering the kingdom of God. We cannot enter God's kingdom sick. So we need his stripes to heal us. I wish I had a witness here. I wish I had a witness. And, 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 and what I see here in this text, what I see here, that I don't preach this text out of context. Uh, but I believe that mental distress is closely associated to spiritual well-being. Mental distress is closely associated with spiritual well-being. If your spirit is sick, it's tough to be mentally well. Y'all don't believe me. I got Bible to back up what I'm saying. Saul was selected by God to be the king of Israel. He disobeyed God and the spirit of God left Saul. And when the spirit left, Saul went crazy. So, and so in order for us to experience mental freedom, we must accept that Jesus is the Christ and I am already 
Not I shall be healed. Not I was healed. But the Bible says by his stripes you are healed. In the present Show you Jesus one last time, and we'll be out of here. 
heal. My knees are healed from getting down on that ground. Jesus stands before Pilate. He's beaten. He's carrying a cross. He's nailed to a cross. He hangs on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour. And he dies on the cross. Goes into a grave. Stays in that grave for three days. And early on that Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave with all power in his hand. After he gets out of the grave, he goes and shows himself to his disciples. Somehow, Thomas is not there when he came. So he comes back the following week and Thomas is there. And when Thomas sees him, Jesus shows him his scar. Hey, I wonder why would Jesus keep scars on a resurrected body? I wish I had a witness here. Yeah, I, I like watching those superhero shows and those mutant type movies and, and those types of things. When they are beaten, when, when they ha have gone through some stuff and somebody give them some uh, medicine or something and bring them back, they leave the, stuff, the scars behind. But Jesus keeps his scars. Wish I had a witness. Scars, scars, scars are, are marks left behind by a healed wound. Scars are a lingering sign of hurt and pain that you went through either mentally or physically. Scars are the visible hurt that disfigured you or caused you to suffer greatly. But the testimony of your scars is this. Devil, you tried, but I'm still here, and I have proof with my scar. I'm going to say that one more time. My scars say, devil, you tried, but I'm still here, and I have proof by my scar. Last week, my mother got married. When it was a beautiful wedding, and when we went to the wedding, uh, the bridesmaids and the bride, they looked wonderful, but those, those dresses was cut a little too short, low. They were cut a little too low. Cut a little too low. And, and, and I saw something uh, like a reddish spot on my aunt's chest. I say, Auntie, hey, um, why you let your husband put a hickey on you like that? Y'all know what a hickey is, don't you? Y'all know? Do I need to go any further? No? Okay. I said, I said, Auntie, why did you let um, your husband put a hickey on your chest and you knew you were wearing this low-cut dress? She said, she looked at me. Oh, God. She looked at me and she laughed. She said, said nephew, that's not a hickey. That's where my port was. You, you, you see, see how helpless today. You see, my aunt, she's a two-time survivor of breast cancer. And in a while she was going through chemo, they had to put a port in her chest that allowed the medicine to get in her body. And when she survived the cancer, and left her with a stop. I wish I had a witness. 
So when my aunt looked at me, she didn't look at me with a sad face. She didn't look at me being distressed because she had a scar. But she said, nephew, this just where my port was. As to say, nephew, this just my proof that I went through. But God, he brought me out. This just my proof that I was wounded, but he healed me. This is only proof that the devil, he thought he had me, but God, he brought me out. This is my proof. Have I got a witness in the building today that can testify I have some scars. I've been through some stuff. I had to endure some pain. But thanks be to God, he's given me visible testimony that when you look at me, you're looking at a miracle. Have I got one witness here that when you see me walking, you see a miracle. Have I got one witness here, Eva Vivian, every time she comes in church and I see how long her hair is, it's a testimony of the goodness of God, Dr. Billings, every time I see her in church, it's a testimony of the goodness of God, when I see little Jack, the miracle child from Christian in Kamal, it's a testimony of the goodness of God, is there anybody in the building that could testify, I'm scarred, but I'm still healed, I've been joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.